Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast, and in the world of paranormal news, we have a moth that was discovered that has not been seen in 110 years, found in a luggage bag at the airport. An extremely rare moth species was recently encountered at Detroit Metropolitan Airport and is considered to be the first sign of species since 1912. You could get that report on IGN or actually go onto the Weather Channel and they have this report on there as well. And in other paranormal news, this one is pretty mind-boggling. Scientists discover forests inside a giant sinkhole in China. Scientists have found an ancient forest hidden within the giant sinkhole in Guangxi region of China, which could be home of previously unknown species. Hollow Earth confirmed somewhere called Monarch as per IGN.com. Now, this is a significant discovery because there's a lot of conspiracies out there in the world, and one of them is that the Earth is hollow, but this is a gigantic sinkhole with a living, breathing forest at the very bottom of it, discovered in China, which goes to show you that everything has not been discovered, including the small species that was almost believed to be extinct and is found, and it hasn't been sighted since Well. Now, before we get into the episode, this episode's a little late. I was feeling under the weather. There's been some kind of rare bug going around where everyone is just getting congested and having cold-like symptoms, so I wasn't able to get the episode out there sooner. But for the 60th episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast, we're going to be doing something different. Now, every few episodes, every five or six episodes, we're going to be doing something called Paranormal Free Talk, which is going to be co-joined and co-hosted by... Claudio Coco, which I'm introducing right now. And Claudio, welcome on board, buddy. How you doing, buddy? How's it going? So, everybody, this is going to be a new segment, and we're going to be uh, basically free talking about paranormal. And um, I have a good friend Claudio on. We, we did good the other day. We filmed that episode about raise the cult, the real raise the cult. And I wanted to bring you back on for another episode. I very much appreciate it, and uh, fantastic news going on. Let me tell you, the moth, it's all mistaken identity. The moth was really at the airport. The poor thing was just trying to go out to the Bahamas, spend the weekend, hang out. He got stopped and hassled by the TSA, bro. Leave the moth alone. It's, it's, it's <laughs> he crazy. was just trying to catch a flight, man. You know, I'm glad we started with the moth topic because it goes to show you, dude, that... We think things like Bigfoot can't possibly exist, right? And we don't have proof of it. Well, we, we kind of do, right? You know, via photos and videos and, you know, shows that show it like Paranormal Caught on Camera, which is one of my favorite shows. But, you know, this thing hasn't been cited since 1912. So, you know, I guess scientists and people that study animals and zoologists and all that stuff, I they probably thought this thing didn't exist anymore. And then they, they found it in a bag and probably, you know, I didn't read in detail about the whole story, but I'm assuming it was dead because it was in a luggage bag, but it was preserved enough to, to be presumed alive before it got in there. So that goes to show you that there's things out there that we thought were dead and things out there like that sinkhole that we yet to discover. Totally, man. Totally. It's insane. And that whole sinkhole thing, I mean, the the first thing I thought of was like, holy crap, all we need right now is for some type of Godzilla to come out of that hole and start a whole bunch of nonsense. Like, 
it's insane. It's insane the stuff that is out there in the world that we don't even know about. Like everyone knows that uh, a majority of the ocean is completely undis like unexplored, undiscovered, un you know not known at all. We're barely scratching the surface. No one can really say a hundred percent that all of the Arctic on both poles has been explored. No one can tell you factually if if it's really been done. And then now we're finding like these sinkholes and stuff going into the earth where supposedly it's supposed to be like insanely hot in the earth's core and nothing would ever survive and this and that. Now all of a sudden they're finding like an, like a huge forest, like seriously, what else is there that we don't know? You know, it's, it's crazy that you brought up the Arctic, right? Because I, I mean, you know, I follow a lot of pages, you know, it's just the thing I'm into is paranormal conspiracies and you know urban legends all that stuff and i've been speaking about it now going on 60 episodes and one thing that a lot of people think is that the arctic is hiding something and specifically antarctica and there's like these images of pyramid-shaped objects um weird holes that are seen from basically satellite imagery and there's a lot of people out there that believe that there's something that's being kept secret there and or something was there before basically it got frosted over or something was in that region of the earth now there's also i believe the entire world's like i guess the world treaty or all the united nations form some kind of pact or law that nobody can travel pretty much to Antarctica except for research purposes. And it's very select few people. And obviously people that go there can't really live there for that long. I think it's like maybe a few months and then they're somehow, some way helicoptered off to uh, an island that's, you know, miles away when it starts getting warmer and then basically flew, flew or flown rather to another part uh, another you know continent and so on and so forth and that's a big conspiracy with antarctica you know what speaking of antarctica i mean dude the whole place is like a magnet for weird stuff that that there's no answer for like put it like this like think of antarctica right you got one piece of it that's like it's like the sec- the piece that you're talking about. I think it's called the Forbidden Sector or whatever, right? So that's the place that no one could ever. Uh, you 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 can't get in there. Like I I don't know what happens if you do. Like I don't know if there's a bunch of penguins in in um in black suits that grab you and you'll never get seen again. Um, <laughs> you, you got the hole in the pole, right? Supposedly the center of Antarctica is just a big hole, hole. in the pole. Doctor Seuss Claudio over here. <laughs> Um, the wall that's around the hole in the pole, there's also like a big ass wall that's just there. Um, supposedly there's a UFO base, uh, a secret Nazi submarine base, and the the pyramids. That there's maybe an ancient race, like something like Easter Island looking people, like like with the with the angular heads and stuff, like. There's all these stories about Antarctica. It's insane. The craziest one, though, has to be that there's like a tropical piece of Antarctica. I I doubt it. But you know what? That's the most far-fetched one that I bet you there probably is a palm tree somewhere in Antarctica. (laughs) Because that's the kind of world we live in. You know, in this 
subject of paranormal and all this, right? And being that I ran my own group, you have to really look at logical first. And then when you're left with questions that can't be answered, that's when you are like, okay, what's going on? So logically, you know, the North Pole is South Pole. The Antarctica is at the bottom. And obviously the North Pole is the two places on earth that are this, the, the temperatures are like sub-zero, negative 70, negative 80 degrees, you know, like something to something extreme like that. Yeah. So, so scientifically, unless there's something on this earth that we haven't discovered that can live in subterranean, you know, and, and sub-below temperatures, there's nothing there. Now, the people in Antarctica that have video footage, they film when they go outside, how cold it is. And, and they do something like they'll open the door and walk outside and, and within like a minute, if they have a beard, which most, most people that go there, you know, grow facial hair to keep warmer, their beard becomes instantly frosted. So like it, it's pretty much impractical to have living things there. I don't even know what wildlife can possibly live there. I, I, don't, I don't know... Uh, firsthand, I mean, you know, if there is wildlife there, I'm, I'm sure on, on the, in the water there is, but, you know, walking around over there, I, I don't really know. So to say that there's living things there, probably unlikely. But to say that something was there many, many years ago and there's things there hidden that we might have stumbled upon and for some reason... The world, the, the you know, the United Nations or this treaty that was formed, they're trying to hide it and keep it secret for as long as possible. That's a probability. There has to be something. I mean, put it like this. You, you got to consider the source, right? Like if if you're if you're into the paranormal, then that means you have to be somewhat as well have an interest in. I don't want to say conspiracy theories, but I would say more along the lines of questioning things that you're told, questioning everything, which everyone should do. And you should not fall into being a sheep in anything you do in life. But consider the source, the people telling you that this is what this is and this is why we're doing it. Don't ever believe them. The the United Nations is going to get together to restrict Antarctica but they can't get together to have everyone working on the same team to come up with a COVID vaccine, but they can all get together to tell you, don't go to Antarctica. Why is that? Yeah. That's gotta be, you know what I mean? You got to question it logically. Definitely. I'm not one to just sit and be like, you know what? Yeah. I I heard it on the, on the big box that I stare at. So I'm going to believe it because just look what happened within the last, what? Two, two, two years now where we went from all right so let's let's rewind third grade and this is a story that i've told on my podcast like probably over four to five times i'm pretty sure i told you this story where i had seen a ufo and vividly can remember it the date the 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 holiday it happened to fall on and who was with me and I remember going to school and telling that story 
to everybody in my class the very next day or or it might have been like the following week because I, I think maybe Halloween that day was on a Friday. I don't remember the day, but I can remember it was on Halloween 1995. I remember telling the story and everyone thought I was batshit crazy. And it pursued with I got made fun of and called crazy, whatever. Now we fast forward to 2020 during the pandemic where for some reason the UFO sightings skyrocketed and then that led to the United States government admitting that there is in fact unidentified flying objects or unidentified aerial phenomena, which they basically labeled it from UFO to UAP and admitted it right there. Something that was not talked about since the boom really of UFOs in the news, which was suppressed, you know, really starting with Roswell or, and even the Foo Fighters during the World War World War II, where a pilot had seen things flying through the sky and they were nicknamed Foo Fighters. And then all the way to the Battle of L.A., which during World War II, again, California was petrified of getting bombed by the Japanese because of what happened to Pearl, you know, to Pearl Harbor. And the Battle of L.A. essentially was something was spotted via UAV or or, or I guess their form of, of radar. And they detected something in the sky. And they it was a big object, circular in shape. And in L.A., they had set up artillery and anti-air weaponry to stop the Japanese essentially from bombing the West Coast. And they fired at this object for about 20-something minutes. And the only people that actually were hit from the artillery barrage of this object that was sighted was cars, basically civilians. And I think something like three people died from a car accident and two people from a heart attack. And this was called the Battle of L.A. And then later it was labeled in a news report that it was uh, maybe a miscalculation or it was a, a, a false alarm. But something was cited, picked up on radar and in a newspaper paper clipping. I don't know if you're privy to this story, but if you Google the, the real story of the Battle of L.A., the newspaper, I guess the L.A. Times um, took a picture and in the smoke barrage from the artillery fire. There is something circular in the sky and they did a very good job of saying that it was nothing, but there was absolutely something. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And, and um, I'm actually looking up the uh, newspaper clipping now and these, the spotlights all up. You see, this is what I don't understand. Like, like people wake up, man. Like instead of, hunting down and grilling your government about this since the day it happened and pressuring the government to give you an answer. What the hell was that? It's in the newspaper. Uh, thousands of people saw what was going on. You don't give us an answer. Everyone just brushes it off and they move to the next thing because you're being thrown things to occupy your time. Like, like even now, let's say like the war going on right between Russia and Ukraine and stuff instead of, instead of uh, 
questioning all the stuff going on behind the scenes on how Ukraine is the most corrupt country in now I'm not saying I'm I'm for Russia or anything but and everyone here instantly wants to throw up Ukraine flags and say yeah yeah we're supporting Ukraine the president wants to throw all this money but it's the most corrupt country they were on video throwing people onto the train to get them out of the Ukraine and the Ukrainian soldiers were not allowing black people onto the trains and the buses, I'm sorry, to get out because no, Ukrainians first, get out of here. You know, like a lot of messed up things were being done by the Ukraine, but you don't get to see the other side. Like why? Because you're being clouded. It's what they want you to, to focus on, on their agenda, their narrative. It's, it's for everything. Instead of, Still asking questions about the Battle of Los Angeles, people would rather go on social media to find out what type of dress Kim Kardashian is wearing today. Like, dude, there's a much bigger picture out there, and we're having blinders thrown literally over our faces all day, every day, with shenanigans, stuff that's insignificant. And it's unfortunate, man. But, dude, Battle of LA happened. It totally happened. There's transmissions and everything. Oh, here's my other point where I was trying to get with like the whole um, Ukraine thing and everything. A lot of these things, like a lot of paranormal things that have happened, right? You get, like, like you mentioned the Battle of LA, right? Or let's say Area 51 or Roswell. Or Roswell, right? And, and, and Billy, you notice know more than anybody, right? I mean, you, you got as far as enough as, you know, doing your own podcast and stuff about this sort of thing. The government releases documents, right? After how many years is it that they pull out all the information? Like they'll, they'll make public all the information that they have? Yeah. It, it, I don't know exactly the time span of when things are released, but it's the Freedom of Information Act. And okay. certain things are uh, still blocked in, in some of the information you can get online. Now, now here's my thing about that. The very same people who are lying to you are the same people that are releasing this going, oh, well, look, it's been 40 years, 50 years, whatever the uh, time frame is. Oh, well, here you go. Oh, by the way, we just blacked out a couple of lines because, you know, it's got personal names or something. But this is legit. You should. Here you go. Freedom of Information Act. Here you go. Yeah, this, this is real. The same people who are lying to you are giving you this to pacify you, to shut you the hell up. You know, how can you believe them? This well, it must be real. It's it's a it's an act. We have the right. You think they want you to have the right, dude? There's so much hidden stuff going on. They're not gonna tell you. 40, 50, 60, 70 years from now, they're still not gonna tell you until it's something so in your face that they cannot avoid it. So I think that's what happened with the subject of UFOs, and I I always give Discovery Plus a plug and my favorite show, Paranormal Court on Camera. So that's basically my go-to app. And I forgot what show it was, but I basically found out from this show that I was watching. And obviously the one category in the Discovery Plus app that I'm on is Paranormal and Unexplained. And there was a show that basically said, it might've been about um, Rob Bigelow, uh, who was one of the owners of Skinwalker Ranch, that there was a secret organization or secret branch, almost like an X-Files type 
you know, scenario that started to research and investigate the UFO um, phenomenon. And I believe it was, and I forget the date, it was either in 2017 or it might have been earlier than 2007. And they started their investigations of it at that time. And I think Robert Bigelow, because he was obviously a millionaire, um, like Brandon Fogel, who is the current owner of Skinwalker Ranch, they government asked Bigelow to help out and another famous person and secretly form this um, group. Now it's known now that there is people that investigate it. There is a space force that has been formed and we got the information basically like what a little after 2020, like a little after COVID that there is in fact UFOs, which leads back to what you were saying that the government finally released this information and people are so caught up in things that are pretty much insignificant, certain subjects, obviously the Russia Ukraine thing is, a significant, but there are insignificant things people are concerned about that the news, and I, and I actually spoke to Joey about this, the news that dropped about UFOs and aliens, it was major. So, like, I had people calling me, you know, that are lovers of the paranormal, like, you know, you and I, and was like, yo, dude, did you hear what just got dropped? And Charlie, you know, you know Charlie, he was yeah. like, yo, you know, they, they finally said it. And, and you know, me and him got into conversations. And sometimes there's no talking to Charlie because he's on another kick right now. So he has a hard time believing that there's – that's for another subject. But, you know, he actually mentioned it. And besides from select few people, you didn't really get the boom that you would expect that, hey, the government just dropped that there's such thing as UFOs. No, because they don't want you to they want you to be occupied with other things. They want you to be occupied with their narrative for the Ukraine Russia situation. Well and then when that, that blows over, let's worry about COVID. Timing, not to cut you off, at that timing, it's almost like strategy. At that timing that they dropped this information, what was going on? Do you know at that time what was going on? No, go ahead. What what, what was going on that, that same time? COVID. COVID was the major story. And at the time that they basically dropped this information, I think it was at the tail end of 2020, maybe going into 2021, and they dropped that, hey, UFOs are real. And people were, you know, caught up with the COVID propaganda or the COVID medical dilemma. And they dropped, it's almost like they dropped it strategically. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... I do what they do to everything, you know, everything gets dropped at the, at the right time. So it gets brushed aside, man. All the major stuff that you should really listen to or try to become aware of. They they'll tell you or barely tell you and cover it with something else. It's just the way we talk about propaganda. This country talks about propaganda and, you know, China, Korea, wherever else, Russia, right? Dude, we do our own propaganda, and it's a hundred times worse than anything else. I oh, mean, come on. absolutely. You know, come uh, on. I'm sorry. We 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 tried to 
start a war with Cuba and basically bombed our own, you know, our own troops or something to that extent to try to start a war with Cuba. You know, like there's crazy things that our, our own government does, you know, um, hidden other hidden groups that, that people believe, uh, you know, people think the men in black are fake. And there's literal reports during the 50s to the 70s about people dressed in black coming to your door to talk to you if you saw something strange and reported it. Almost as if they knew that, hey, you reported it to this local sheriff and they overheard it and you'd get a knock on the door in the middle of the night or in the morning with these strange individuals dressed all in black telling you, listen, you saw this. You may or may have not seen it, but you're never going to talk about it ever again. Otherwise, we'll be back. And with that stern warning, walk away, you know, and then years later, there's reports of the men in black and you don't think that's some form of government officials, you know, trying to keep what we know now secret at that time. Yeah, man, there's stuff out there. There's a lot of crap out there, man. There really is. It's, it's, you know, the government and the conspiracies, you know, the way I approach it is if you know me personally outside of the podcast, you know where I stand on certain subjects. And, but the way I approach the subject is I look at every side of what's going on. You know, I did it with COVID. I do it with the Russia, Ukraine thing. I do it with everything. And, you know, you just got to be at a point where you're like, I'm not going to entirely believe everything I see on the TV screen because the TV screen at the end of the day, you know, what's televised is what they want you to see. Yeah. Don't don't tell me like 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 with the war. My like my point was, don't tell me who to root for. Like we get to see the president of the Ukraine give speeches, then why don't we get to see the president of Russia give speeches? Why not? Why are you telling me who to who to root for? Like, no, it's that's not right. You, they're spinning something, dude. I, I'm gonna cut you off. Like a week ago, the, the Defense Department mentioned something about UFOs. I I had wrote this down somewhere. Um, they said something that UFOs pose a real danger, but aliens aren't to blame. So, so wait a minute. So there are UFOs, but it's probably not aliens. No, nah, it can't be aliens, but there are UFOs. So what? <laughs> yeah. So I actually, so I, I covered this uh, briefly on one of the episodes. And I remember hearing the report come out that there are 150 reports that are unknown what was cited as far as UAP, uh, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, right? Which is basically UFOs. And when they said 150, and don't quote me on the number, but it was something to that extent. They basically said, we don't know what that was in the in the sky. But they tried to say that the other sightings could be maybe logically explained. And I also covered that if they think that these UFOs are something from another country and they're trying to sway away from their being aliens, then they're crazy because we have video footage from Navy 
on a radar looking screen, right? We've seen this video. This is what they released. Every news outlet released this photo of the little Tic Tac because that's what the the nickname of this this video was. They nicknamed the object a Tic Tac. And this thing was doing maneuvers and going at speeds that were basically nothing from this world can do it. Even to the extent of going in the air, going into the water and coming back out of the water at like Mach 6, Mach 7, which is impossible. We don't have anything that could do that. Now, if you tried to tell me, and I've said this on a previous episode, if you tried to tell me that China, Russia, or North Korea has technology like that, it's impossible. There's no drone, nothing remote control that can do that at that speed. And there's nobody that could sit in the cockpit of that and survive. Because astronauts are trained for months and maybe even years before they take a flight into space, where they have that G-force going up into space. Fighter pilots are trained to take on the speeds that they're in these 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 fighter jets and that these ufos are doing things at speeds and turns like the turns they make would basically rip you in half if you were sitting in the cockpit of that thing yeah and for it to be a remote control or some type of drone to go at that speed no shot and no come shot. Up drones seriously Really? No shot, dude. No shot. Like, oh, 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 what about the one where they were like, um, uh, Defense Department had mentioned something once that they were like, um, there have been like 11, 11 or 15 near misses, right, with military aircraft and unknown objects. And that, and that, but some of the explanations they would give would be like, oh, it could be drones or airborne clutter. I, I, like, dude, wait a minute. I'm sorry, but where our planes go, right? Fighter jets, commercial planes, gravity still exists, right? What airborne clutter? What does that mean? It is so mundane. It doesn't. It doesn't solidify any type of logical explanation. Like, what are you saying? <laughs> it's like, dude, it's probably uh, you know, uh, sky junk. So. Yeah. If I, I go in, if I if I go out of a out of a Delta flight today, and somehow I can open the hatch and I can throw out a a toaster, is the toaster gonna stay in that same spot in the air? It's not gonna just drop. Yeah, you know, I I think that I think that they tried to speak to us as if everybody in the population is you know an ignoramus, just not knowing not and say oh, okay, <laughs> no, yeah, not knowing that people genuinely are smart and can, can figure things out. You know, it, it's, it's that whole thing about it being something else is, is to me rubbish because I know what I saw in 95 and I know during 1995, there was no drones out. I know it wasn't a projection. I know it wasn't a helicopter. There was a disc in the sky hovering over Janelle's tower on Bronxdale Avenue that night in 95 on Halloween. And then it vanished and it made no sound at all. And I go back to last summer. Now I go with, you know, the family to Long Beach Island, New Jersey. And one particular night, 
we said, let's take a walk to the beach at night. We've never done it. You know, let's just go to the, up the sand dune to the, to the top. And, you know, before you walk on the beach, there's an area where you, you know, you have to go down into the actual beach once you make it over the dune. And, you know, we're, we're there enjoying the sound and it's nice out and can't see anything really because it's pitch black, but, you know, you can hear the ocean. You can see right at the beginning, the waves crashing in. And in the sky, Amy said, what's that? And we saw a bright light. And then the bright light turned into a triangle. And we're looking at each other like, is this what we think it is? And it stayed there in triangle formation for anywhere between two to about five minutes. And eventually, it separated. The, the, the corners went one way. The other corner went the other way. And the like basically the top of the triangle went and kept going out into the distance. And it was, I'm talking about from where we were looking into the, to the sky, this was probably a good 40 miles out, you know, cause you were talking about the ocean. So you're looking out into the ocean, into the sky. It was out there and we watched the triangle separate and go three different ways and eventually just vanish. And I don't know what could have been flying in formation like that, being that bright that we could see it from where we were. But I would say when I, when I went back into our summer house, I looked at her and I said, I I think I could kind of count this as my second UFO sighting. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you know what we should do? Being that because of where we are geographically, we have a ton of places that are haunted. We should go check them out and maybe even do a live podcast while we're there. So remember when I texted you yesterday and I said I, I got some news that I would give to you, not on the text, but during the podcast? Oh, yes, yes. I like gifts. Okay. <laughs> What's so, my gift? What's the news? <laughs> okay. So, so, so the, the news, so I, as, as I told you during the week, I, I, I got a promotion at, at my workplace and yes. now my days off are going to shift from the crappy Wednesday, Thursday to Sunday, Mondays, Sweet. which means I actually have a weekend day to enjoy. I have Saturday night, I have Sunday and I have Monday and I one of my most recent podcasts was called The Leatherman. And The Leatherman was, if you listened, a basically a tale of a vagabond who traveled from the Connecticut River to the Hudson River, basically East Coast, and stopped at taverns along the way and sold leather. And during the winter, he was, you know, it was, it was so cold out and he would travel. He was, he was a vagabond. He was a wanderer that his skin became almost like leather because he was very cold and ashy and they would describe him as you know very ashy leather like skin and apparently he died and was buried in Sparta Cemetery where years ago I researched haunted places where we can go at a young age with my paranormal research group and it said that Sparta Cemetery had some strange and unexplained happenings and both times that I went there with my group, we failed to find the Leatherman grave. 
which was moved and his body that was never found when they exhumed the grave, his initial gravesite was exhumed and then relocated within the cemetery. So I was going to tell you that I'm going back with my equipment to try to find the grave and do another investigation of the cemetery. And the person I'm asking to come with me is you. Oof, let's do it. Sign me up. And we're going to do this on a Sunday because obviously that's, you know, I know your day off and now currently my day off. So we're going to take a trip to Austin, New York, and we are going to investigate Sparta Cemetery and try to find the Leatherman grave. And we're going to film it. We're going to bring equipment and we are going to post it onto my Instagram page, which is SWAB underscore podcast, which is short for the Say What Again Billy podcast. And that will be one of many investigations. And the second thing that I wanted to tell you is I'm planning a trip because you mentioned the weird New Jersey magazines yesterday to Clinton Road in New Jersey to investigate this spooked out road in the United States, one of the more famous ones. And again, I'm asking you to come with and we're going to make a Sunday afternoon into Sunday night of it and travel home uh, after we scare ourselves senseless on this deserted road. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. I mean, there's a lot of places out there. There's, I mean, we could try to check out the, uh, the Jackson whites, uh, the gates of hell. We can go to a whole bunch of places and, I'm basically asking you if you want to rejuvenate my group, the IUH, with me and bring it back in a nutshell. So I'd be the Robin to your Batman. Well, you would basically be... Can I wear a yellow cape? If I can can wear a yellow cape, I'm in. If if I can't wear a yellow cape, no deal, bro. That Listen, (laughs) people want to wear the yellow cape. They they usually want to wear the blue bird on the chest and be Nightwing, you know, so it's a little bit more manly. But yes. Cool, cool. Well, no, yeah. no. I mean, I, I think Robin has the most badass so, fight ever. So what we're going to do is uh, <laughs> at, at some at some point, so actually um, I'll talk to you off air about, about Sunday, uh, about this Sunday. It won't be this Sunday, but I got something going on I, I, and I wanted you to, to join in, but I'll talk to you off air about that. But we're, we're, we're going to prep and um, yes, that we're going to do. We'll talk off air about that. And, uh, but, you know, um, so basically on this episode, uh, wanted to basically announce that I am bringing back my paranormal research group and including it with the podcast. And uh, we're going to be doing some investigations again. And I, I have to talk to you because I got to get a website out there, dude. I, I I don't have a website. I have to get a website for the podcast. Well, we got we to gotta get, get a page up, dude, for sure. I, I can give you a hand with that. And then you know what? If any of the listeners out there have any recommendations or places that they want us to check out, for them or see what experience we get out of places. Maybe they've gone, you know, whether it's like a local legend or something, you know, whatever the case is, you know, get in contact with Billy, you know, let us, let us know some of these places and uh, we'll try to check them out too. You know, we'll we'll get, we'll get the listeners involved. And we're going to have to invest, which um, I could put some, some side money away. I got to buy some new equipment. I have a, I have a bunch still. But um, definitely gonna have to buy a, a legit uh, camera. Um, I know you have a computer. I don't, uh, unfortunately. Believe it or believe it or not, that this entire podcast is filmed 
from a phone and a microphone. Um, but you know, we, we actually record from a legit video camera and, and load it up and, you know, touch it up and then add it to things. Um, I have to get pretty technologic, technologically savvy with a lot of stuff, but, um, we're going to bring it back to IUH and I'm actually going to reach out to some of my older members. Um, conveniently, some of them <laughs> are, are kind of afraid, grew afraid of this subject, believe it or not. Oh, no, man. More fear, the better, man. You know, so you're alive. Oh my God. There's so many places. You got my brain flooded right now with places. You like know, I, I Monk's mentioned castle. This oh my last... God. Tons of places. Where is that? Uh, Monk's Castle is, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, it's in New Jersey and, ah, crap. Um, Monk's Castle? Yeah, um, uh, Kip's Castle. It's, It's Kip's Castle, but people call it Monk's Castle. Oh, my God. Where is that? Um, Montclair. Montclair. That's where it is. Kip's Castle is a 10-acre estate. Eight acres in Verona, two acres, 81. Uh, it's in Montclair on the ridge of the first mountain on the border of Montclair and Verona townships. It contains 9,000 square foot mansion that replicates replicates medieval Norman Castle and is 6,000 square feet, two-story carriage house. Sounds like 6,000 square feet of awesomeness. We should go. <laughs> Originally, I'm just, I'm just reading it out there for everyone listening So, because I'd never heard of this. Originally built as a private residence, current plans for the estate include housing offices for various administrative functions for Essex County. However, the castle is planned to evolve into the county's premier cultural research center, supporting, promoting arts and culture throughout the region. Now, there's a history here. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read that all fair. But um, what was the paranormal occurrence that you read about about this place? That place, I just always heard stories about that place. Years ago, many many years ago, I would like to peer into the weird New Jersey hardcover books. I had um, I think there were two or three volumes. I had I have all three. I. I think I still do have them actually. Um, and it was one of the places to check out. I believe that the book had mentioned something to the effect of there was a, a nurse or there was like some guru in there. Like it was whole, it was, it was like a whole hippie thing that was going on in there. Um, like the whole sex, drugs, rock and roll type, rock and roll. Seriously, rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> well, rock and roll is a whole different type of thing. I think that falls under the sex category, right? Um, and um, it's just one of those places that had a lot of like just weird, different types of energy and vibes into it and stuff. But just the fact that there were monks there before, um, it's not. So I guess. It's not really paranormal like traditional haunted house would be. Um, not not something like the ghost children of the cave grave that's out in Newton. Like that place is kids went into a cave and they never came back out. People in the town went in looking for them, never found them. They put a, 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 a like a tombstone in the middle of this cave. Mm-hmm. The last seen spot, you know, 
and supposedly somebody else is always in that cave haunting the location, still looking for the kids. So it's not that type of vibe. It's more of like just the different energies being that this was a place where it was a religious thing and then it became a whole opposite type of thing. And it's like, you're just getting different vibes. It's, it's, it's hard to explain. Like, it's something that you have to just go experience in person. But I, I mean, I'm totally for it, man. Totally for it. So I actually I always pulled, wanted to go. I pulled up tripadvisor.com, right? And I'm actually reading the reviews. And when I Googled it real quick, it said, don't waste your time. I'm trying to find the review. And um, it won't take me to the review that I clicked via Google. But when I when you click it's it, and you type in, is Kip Castle haunted? TripAdvisor, it's the first link at the top of Google. And for whatever reason, this reviewer um, gave it one star. But I can't get to the full review that they left. But under the link to click to TripAdvisor.com, the reviewer wrote, and this is all I can read because I, I can't click and find the review. It says, felt like it was watching me. The staff said the castle is haunted. And that strange things happen while they are working there. It was a fun way to spend, and I'm assuming it was a fun way to spend a day. Um, the reviews, for the most part, it got 12 reviews of very good. Um, essentially, if we want to go there, we'd have to do more of a, a research on it and then eventually call them up. And yeah, say, you know, I mean, we, uh, if it's a TripAdvisor type of thing, I probably wouldn't even bother going then. You know you know what I mean? I mean, for that, I'd rather say, hey, Billy, let's grab all the equipment and go to um, the Wachung, Wachung Reservation. There's like a deserted village in the forest, a legit deserted village that's haunted. Let's go there, you know, or let's go um, to Ramapo, which is not far from where we are, and by stag hill and go see if we could you know and, and it's off-roading so we jump into the jeep and go off-road and try to see if we could get a any glimpse or trace of the jackson whites like the albinos that are hidden in the mountains so let's, let's, let's go see if we could find something about it well yeah you know you can't give up on kip's castle it does have something going on it's it's actually i pulled up weird new jersey yeah, but how does the haunted place have a have a trip advisor review like seriously well it's it's a it's apparently it's in a some form of an historic, you know, mark, and it's made after a, 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 a castle elsewhere in the world, like a replica. Um, it feels so gazy, right? <laughs> like it does look, it does look intriguing. I'm looking at the pictures of it. It looks really like, you know, like a big place. The thing is, so I'll take you back to. Uh, I went with my my former co-founder or you know vice president. I had him at the time of my group, and his name was Matthew. And we actually went. This is some place that we have to go. And I, I think I'm gonna try to say it in a way where I'm not blowing up your spot, but I, but you, you, you'll catch what I'm saying. I think with with your perks and kind of my half s perks, we can get away with going there at night. But Van Cortlandt Park is extremely haunted. Believe get, it or not, get out of here with what. You never heard this story? I have not. Okay. So Van, Cor Van Cortland Park has one of the Bronx's um, 
oldest houses, which is the Van Cortland Mansion. Really? I And I actually Googled when I had my group, because again, we were young and we couldn't go to anywhere. Any, <laughs> we had, first of all, at, at one point in my group, there was only like one person that drove, which was the, the vice president. Um, and at this particular day where we had Googled a place to go, it was Van Cortland. And we actually called them up and said, hey, we run a paranormal research group. We're in the Bronx. We read about Van Cortland Park. We wanted to come take a tour of the mansion. And they okayed us. And we weren't able to go into the rooms that are kind of chained off but we were able to tour the house and it happened to be when obviously you got to go during the day because at night everyone's gone, but it happened to be on a really rainy downpouring day. And we had our equipment. We walked through the mansion. We didn't get anything, but you know, we were able to walk through the mansion, which isn't necessarily a mansion. It's like three stories, uh, three floors and able to walk through. But if you're going to go to places, what I'm trying to get at is places that are indoors you kind of have to call and, and and warm them up you know like hey listen we run a paranormal research group we've been doing research on certain things certain locations in the bronx in westchester we came across your um this particular place read a whole bunch of articles and we wanted to ask you for permission if we can come in there and run an investigation and then whatever we find air it to a podcast where we'll be you know send you links to hear the episode so on and so forth if they grant you the extra permission, which is how I did it years ago, then you're pretty much able to go there, you know, after hours when the sun goes down and perform a proper investigation. Because we all know paranormal investigations, most of them are done after like 10 o'clock at night when the sun yeah, goes down. And go at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, and exactly. Anything to happen. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, if you do it the proper way and you have someone that can, you know, kind of woo someone over that's how it would work and this is one place that i'd actually like to revisit and go there if you know if it was even able to be done go there at nighttime and and, and spend the time you know and that's something that i can work on but van Cortland park is actually the whole park the whole area is haunted and the the reason that it's it's haunted is because there was Native Americans that were there and I believe they were killed or, or things were built over the land. And, um, it's, it's supposedly very haunted that people that, that go walking through the park at night, see things, see like figures and things like that. Um, he, you know, the, the park, has these these sightings and these stories and if you actually google you know haunted van Cortland park you hear these stories in the uh, native americans being seen um revolutionary war soldiers being seen uh a whole bunch of stories and it's it's worth going in there and i've actually never really ventured beyond the softball fields and the mansion so if you pull up on broadway and you park and you walk in you see the softball fields and you see the mansion but when you walk through the park, that's where other things is. Now, what I was alluding to earlier, which, again, I'll talk to you after, off air. Obviously, you can't go to public parks in New York City after a certain time. I think it's dusk. But maybe we have some perks that we can kind of use to walk through the park. You know what I mean. Wink, wink, intent. 
I kind of like it. I'm looking it up right now. And it says, let's see, situated in the Northwest Bronx, Van Cortlandt Park is a 1,146-acre stretch of woodland and nature. Park is situated on the site of the Stockbridge Indian Massacre, a horrific event in which British soldiers hunted and killed more than three dozen Native Americans. There you go. Their bodies were buried in the northwestern corner of what is now the park, which is where we would probably end up. Perhaps it is their spirits then that are causing paranormal happenings in a Van Cortlandt house. Visitors say the doors close on their own, disembodied whispers can be heard, and apparitions are sometimes seen in a building. There have even been reports of dolls getting up and walking on their own. So, hmm. I, yeah, I remember reading, because like I said, this is, this is going back years ago when I was in my teens, when I had my group and read up on the mansion being haunted. And, you know, the British, obviously, revolutionary time, the, the British were coming here and just trying to, you know, fuck shit up. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> and, and a lot of things were done. And massacres of Native Americans, there's a belief in the paranormal that Native Americans are obviously are so in tune with the, the land that when they were taking in the horrific manners that some of the native Americans were killed from that. They were so in tune with the land that they basically haunt the land where they passed and were deceased from. And these native Americans in Van Cortlandt park, according to what you just read, were basically improperly buried, which native Americans had a way of properly burying their, you know, tribe tribesmen and women. And this is something that I want to revisit because when I went there and did the investigation, it wasn't as much of an investigation as I want, wanted to do. And it was in one location, which is the mansion, which if you Google Van Cortlandt Park Mansion being haunted, I don't can't say here on the podcast. I actually remember the story, but I remember something happened in the mansion and there's said to be a haunting in there. The park as a whole, and now that we're in the summer months, can be investigated because it's nice out. We can walk through there. And if we could pull strings and walk through night and at nighttime without getting, you know, into a park ranger, you know, tit for tat, it would be pretty awesome. And I have the equipment. We can bring some audio devices and try to pick up some EVPs. And basically what I'm saying, Claudio, is Sparta Cemetery, Clinton Road and Van Cortlandt Park, those three in that order to kick off the rejuvenation of the investigation of unexplained happening group okay i will see your three and then after your three we do my three so you'll see my three and raise me three and i will raise you three okay we will do the so i'm, gonna, I'm gonna so look look listen ready I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna check we're playing poker okay there you go so we'll do the jackson the jackson whites and rambo we can do the gates of hell in clifton right um and then we could probably do maybe no, you know what? No, we will do the deserted village. We'll do that because that sounds badass. That sounds that's, badass. That's uh what is what is the name? I, I god, I, I hate when I think of something literally Chung Reservation. No, no, there's there's a name. Uh oh. That's more, you know, it could be it is as long as you can provide some paranormal details to it, I'm all about it. But what that is right now, what it sounds like is urban exploring. Right? No. Um, well, no. They, 
Uh, all right, put it like this. Um, let me look it up real quick. Um, there are stories. One tale tells ghosts living in the house uh, located at the outer fringe of the enclave. Um, three young sisters on one camping in the woods did not return. Locals weren't able to find their bonnets and fears that people of the people caused almost half of the residents to move away from the village. Those that remain never let their children go deep in the woods again without supervision. Other rumors about the area involve stories of Satanists and witch covens that practice their rituals in the dark woods surrounding the desert village. Is an area known locally as quote unquote the enchanted forest. Um, let's see, let's see what else can I dig up real quick so I don't make stuff up. Um, here we go. Um, one person stated, I knew a family that lived there for a period and they said it was haunted as hell in that reservation. I have experienced bouts of get me the hell out of here for lack of a better term. So this place is, is it's, it seems legit. Uh, temperature fluctuations. Um, that are almost always immediately followed by an urge to get away from the place. Uh, let's see, let's see. What's this other story here? Black Magic. And where is this uh, place located? Uh, Wachung. Like I'm, 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 I'm looking up a lot of stuff here, and it's, it's weird. There's a lot of stuff about cults and stuff going on there. That's for sure, because a lot of people are mentioning there's a, uh, there's a lot of rituals are held there. Um, the village was built by David Felt in 1845 to provide homes for workers of his paper mill in the village. I saw a show about this neighborhood and he built the whole thing. And then because of the expansion and stuff like that, uh, you know, the industrialization going on in that time period, there was more work for better money in New York. New York was blowing up at the time. Uh, other places just in general you know uh, I don't know if it was Trenton or someplace but other cities were starting to boom and become what they are today so people had left but then you just these weird stories about it um, there is a bell at the manor house that rings on its own uh, well yeah, yeah you have me intrigued this is so this will be one of your three Yes, I would definitely say I'm looking at photos of it. This place looks so run down and it's little houses all over. It's it's insane. And just the fact that there's a cult gathering there, you know, there's the whole black magic stuff, the rituals, the, the witches forest and stuff like that's it's worth for me. I think it's worth a worth a look. Why not? I mean, hey, you never know. You never know, like the lotto. <laughs> yeah, you, never you don't know. know unless you play. <laughs> so on that note, I'm going to thank you for being on the show again. And this is going to be, for everyone listening, this is uh, Paranormal Free Talk Part 1 or 1.0 with Claudio Coca. It is uh, a, a segment that we're going to be doing every like five or four episodes. And we're going to just freely talk about paranormal and let the show flow with just paranormal stuff and um it'll be something new to the podcast going into season three um which season three will start um in 10 more episodes season three of the podcast is in 10 more episodes we're at episode 60 so we have 10 more to go um you heard here the 
revival of my group with Claudio. And we'll be doing some investigations of places um, locally where we are pretty much for the most part. So Claudio, thank you for being on again. And I like to thank the Anchor app for giving me the opportunity to be on air talking paranormal with Claudio Coca. I'd like to thank the Anchor app. And um, if you're interested in starting your own. And if you're interested in starting your own podcast, the Anchor app by Spotify is the place to do it. Simply go and download the Anchor app and it gives you all the tools and everything you need to record your own podcast and get started in the podcasting world. So again, I'd like to thank Claudio Coker for being on the podcast. And until next time, this has been another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast.